Three, two, one. Welcome. This is Helltiller Weekly Podcast coming back to you live from sunny Singapore. It's been a bit rainy, I would say, in, in recent days, but hey, it's always sunshine, sunshine inside our minds. Even though, uh, the, obviously, the, the global situation with regards to the war in, uh, in Ukraine um, is very sad, and uh, obviously, our thoughts and um, minds are still with the Ukrainian people, and, and we are wishing that the conflict would come to an end very soon, um, soon enough. But in any case, as we always do, we still need to keep focusing on our healthy habits um, and our both our physical health and our mental health as well, which is the driving force behind the whole HealthZilla business and HealthZilla team as well. Uh, the other week, we had some amazing news to, uh, to share with you guys. Um, some of you might have seen that on LinkedIn or on our website as well. Um, as Mr. Antti Toivonen joins uh, Heldzilla's advisory board um, as the new advisor, uh, Antti is the is the uh, managing partner of Superson Singapore, which is a marketing agency. Um, he is an award-winning creative director with nearly two decades of experience in marketing, advertising, and branding. Um, he's he's also a filmmaker award-winning filmmaker, to be noted, and his films have competed in the prestigious Sundance Film Festival and won 10 awards in total. Um, and his latest film, Tiongbaro Social Club, which I hope you, you've already seen. If not, then find a theater nearby your place who, who actually shows that film. It's an absolutely amazing film. It got its world premiere in the Busan International Film Festival um, as well. Antti is, a, is an absolutely lovely uh, person, uh, my friend, obviously, as well. He probably works more than more than almost anybody I know. Um, he still takes care of his health um, and manages his stress, um, re- regardless of, of the very hectic and busy lifestyle he, he has. And in this episode, we're going to discuss these topics with Antti in terms of how does he actually manage the lifestyle and so forth and so forth. Welcome, Antti. How are you? Hey, hey, hi, hi, hi. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, living the dream. <laughs> that that is awesome yeah. could, you, uh, could you give us a short introduction of your own yeah i think you kind of recapped it quite nicely but uh uh, uh, uh yeah so, as, as you said yeah my name is Antti. that's uh yeah it's, uh, it's a normal name in finland finnish name uncle Antti here in singapore <laughs> so i've been uh in this part of the world uh now it's year 13 already so for quite some time so as you said as well, I've always worked as a creative director, so uh, in this sort of big international network agencies until striking on my own and kind of uh, wanted to start like uh, venturing to this sort of more more offbeat areas of uh, creativity, yet like uh, uh, finding ways to uh, do business in that realm as well. And that's been all like uh, quite a uh, quite a journey. So uh, as an entrepreneur, I work now for three years. Uh, been building the business, and as you said, it's been very hectic. And I gotta say, uh, this uh, uh, global pandemic didn't help exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, even more so, I guess like uh, there's been a lot of like uh, learnings about balance, about uh, uh, how to work, how to how to manage stress, workload, and how to still kind of like uh, keep the creative mojo. Uh, while doing all that, so so I think this is a very very interesting conversation we're gonna have. 
It is, and, and especially um, what, what you just mentioned about the creative uh, portion of your work, because obviously your work um, requires high levels of um, uh, world-class creativity. And with regards to all of your projects and, and work and business and everything which is going on in your life, uh, that re the, the requirement for um, creativity is so high. Uh, but usually, if, if your stress levels are very high in your life and the demands are high, then creativity might suffer. So how do you see your own creativity? Uh, how, how have you been able to um, upkeep that and maintain it? Yeah, well, I would say there's uh, kind of like two sides to it. Like one is, of course, uh, uh, procrastination as well. Like, uh, so, so sometimes, you know, when you're trying to like uh, do, uh, do like, a, like some creative work, uh, such as like writing a script or coming up with concepts for clients, I got to say, actually, like uh, often I do feel that the deadline is the best news. So, uh, so you do require a bit of pressure just to kind of like uh, keep going. Uh, another thing I've realized as well, you got to keep quite regular with it. So even when I'm uh, uh, running a business, which has very little to do with, uh, uh, with uh, uh, writing screenplays and, mm -hmm. and that sort of uh, more like pipe dream end of the spectrum, uh, you still need to keep like uh, 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 strike a balance with like uh, keeping up with your, you know, like uh, your writing and, and things that just keep the creative juices flowing. So I think in that sense, a routine, actually routine for creativity yeah. is very important. And then, uh, 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 and, and I've got some like uh, tips and tricks I've shared with uh, other creatives as well. And people trying to like uh, create, like build, build things uh, on the side or build things that make people pick. And then, like the other, like as I said, like it's good to have a bit of uh, uh, pressure, but at the same time, I think uh, creativity, and this is a bit of a cliche to say, it, it requires space and like a space that you gotta just block for yourself and have a, a very uninterrupted uh, space to do it as well. And, uh, and thirdly, I would say uh, sufficient sleep because. Mm. Uh, uh, that's something as well. I don't know if uh, how familiar you or anyone who happens to be listening are with this, uh, you know, the notorious reputation of the, especially advertising industry of like, you know, burning the, the midnight oil or glorifying late yeah. nights and, you know, working the weekends and all that. But I got to say, as a number one tip, I think all that is bollocks. You know, it's, it's not good for, for anyone or anything. It's actually not even good for your business. To, if your business model starts to be about people like, uh, you know, doing like, uh, like late night shifts, like constantly. Of course, once in a while it could happen, but it shouldn't happen like uh, even, even often. Yes. So, uh, so I think that those are like very important uh, uh, things about creativity. And also like uh, that you can't like uh, force it. And I, I don't say like uh, creativity would be some sort of, uh, you know, this sort of mythical, magical thing as like uh, many people like to render it mm. as it's like some sort of like uh, like a, like a alchemy. But uh, I do feel like uh, uh, if you, you can force creativity easily for like, like three hours actually, or like uh, over a period of a week, no problem. But then when you do that for like six months in a row, 
then you start really feeling that okay you're kind of running out of that juice you just need yeah. a break mm-hmm. so uh yeah it, it is very interesting uh, point you raised about um about sleep uh, we've um we've spoken about the importance of sleep on this podcast in quite many um episodes already and and obviously you know there's quite a lot of um uh, scientific um, data supporting scientific research um, supporting the um, the importance of sleep, and I guess um, you know burning the mid- midnight oil and doing long nights and weekends and everything else. It's uh, as you said, it is it has been an issue in the in the marketing and advertising industry for sure, and plus you know many other industries as well, such as uh, investment banking and and all that. You can hear the the horror stories from there. Uh, truthfully, so uh, if you look at the the um, Scientific uh, data on this sleep deprivation basically uh, removes <laughs> removes you from uh, your creativity, cognition, recovery. Um, you know your happiness as well, which which will then contribute to your efficiency and creativity as well. Um, so definitely, like in our previous um, podcast episode, I mentioned that sleep is the ultimate health hack, and it supports your um, your your idea as well in terms of um, how, how, how sleep is so important for especially creativity as well, right? Yeah, no, that's a, and I think those are like, uh, like there's two things that uh, you have absolutely no excuse of, uh, of not doing. Like they're just so easy mm. to do. One, like this is not the sleep bit yet, but drinking water. Like I drink a lot of water and it's just, there's a tap, you know, just like uh, right next to like uh, pretty much every desk, wherever you work. And I think that's one like a very important thing. But then the other thing is uh, 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 sleeping. So I sleep eight hours pretty much every night, sometimes a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit shorter, but Mm. uh, rarely under seven hours, unless there's some like, you know, like uh, insomnia, that sort of things, which usually happens if I've been just like sleeping too well. (laughs) But (laughs) uh, uh, I think, it's one thing that I stopped compromising on when I was younger, you know, like I thought that, yeah, you know, like uh, uh, creatives tend to work at night. So I got to like, you know, that's like the creative time. And, you know, like uh, only like when it's night, you know, you, you drink some like tea and then you just, you know, do whatever until I realized that I work very badly after about 6 PM in yeah. the, in the current rhythm. And I realized that actually when you get tired, uh, you get so much slower. So it's, it's no point trying to do any work uh, unless absolutely die-die necessary uh, after like 6, 7 p.m. And I'd rather just like go to bed early. Uh, and when I say like go to bed early, like uh, uh, it's, it's 9, 9.30. I normally go to bed around 10, 10.30, mm-hmm. 11 latest uh, sleeping already. So, uh, and then... If I, I have a lot of work to do, then I just wake up early. And but I wouldn't do it like for several days in a row, maybe yeah. maybe once. And I, I wake up at like five. And then I just start, you know, doing whatever needs to be done. And I, I get like things done so fast. And I've yet I've already had like a decent sleep. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's this trick. And of course, many people say that, oh, I can't go to bed at like nine or nine thirty. I don't know. To me, it's the best. You know, yeah. <laughs> you go to bed early, it feels so rewarding. And then you wake up like refreshed. And another cliche I, wa- I want to uh, 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 break mm. as well is that, uh, well, you know, but I don't know how scientific it is. Like, you know, morning people, 
uh, and night owls. But I'm a morning person, and I actually uh, most of my script writing, uh, or like any like when I talk about like really heavy hitting creative uh, creation, mm. uh, I'd rather do it like uh, I start at 7 a.m., 7:30 a.m., uh, and by 11, I've done already so much that I have squeezed out of uh, all my creative juice because there's also Another thing with creativity is you can't do it too long. Yeah. Uh, uh, and of course, everything depends on the person. But I realized to me, it's like three and a half hours. I can be quite like uh, productive. And then I can force myself to do six. But after three and a half hours, it's uh, almost as good as nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you just need to kind of like uh, piece your like uh, creative bits throughout mm. the day. Find a place, like place and time when you've uh, you've exercised, you've uh, you've uh, had had your sleep, and then just make sure you can do like you know three hour window, and then that's something you can almost start doing a couple of times a week, even when you're like uh, running a business, yeah, as well. So I usually block my calendar sometimes like Wednesday mornings quite often from like uh, uh, like say like eight to twelve. Because in Singapore, as you know, we only start like uh, meetings usually at work at around 10, at least mm. in my industry. So for my colleagues, it means I'm just unavailable for two hours and no one even notices. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Makes sense. I get to like uh, do a lot. Yeah. And that is. And I think also like, yes, uh, sorry, go hmm. go yeah, I just wanted to say, because uh, there's also different frames of mind that I think we are like touching here as well, like uh, uh, one is the sort of creative writing. And I've been talking about this uh, with a lot of uh, writers, actually, uh, that uh, uh, many people say that, oh, if I do like uh, very operational things or uh, like uh, finances and that sort of things, then I can't switch modes. It's, and it's a big mode switch. Hmm. But I, what I realized that I can always switch from creative writing to something else, but then from something else, I can't switch to uh, creative writing. So even uh, that's another reason why I write in the mornings because uh, that actually doesn't exhaust my other work energy yeah. at all. It's actually quite refreshing and brings a lot of joy and happiness and feeling of accomplishment that you've already done something worthwhile. Absolutely. And th there are some literature, at least business um, advice and work advice out there. Not sure how scientific this is. Maybe it is. Uh, need to refer back to uh, someone like Andrew, Dr. Andrew Huberman's um, work on on this, or or other uh, neuro neurophysiologists, but there's a lot of notations out there that that you should do the hardest hard, hardest piece of work, which is on your task list first thing in the morning, basically, which then goes hand in hand with what you just said, as well, which requires a lot of uh, brain space, creativity, cognition um problem solving and, and sorts as well um so i think i think that that fits very well in terms of what you just said that's actually very interesting that you said that i, I didn't know this but that's actually how i can't say subconsciously because of course i'm aware of it like that yeah. but that's maybe just a practice i i noticed that works for me so yeah and it's good to hear that there's some science behind my 
behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. And and obviously, because you've got such a long experience, you know, almost two decades in the ex- uh, in the industry already. So based on your your experience and mindfulness of your own working habits and what works for you, you've you've come to the sort of same conclusion. Um, as well, so that that is quite quite amazing to uh, to see uh, indeed. And this is especially true because it goes hand in hand with the good night's sleep as well. Because when you wake up very refreshed and well slept, um, your your uh, your brains have been um, flushed out of any any um, any toxins o- over the night, um, and your sort of your mood has been regulated. You wake up happy then most likely you will be able to do more creative or more demanding work um, in the morning um, as well. Now, I yeah, think... Uh, no, but, for sure. Yeah. But that's actually like... Uh, hmm. uh, I just wanted to like uh, hop on the, what you meant, uh, mentioned about happiness and this sort of general happiness and kind of mental well-being is actually quite uh, important in this sort of... Uh, when you're you know, running a business, which can be like very stressful... Mm. as well at times like and I, I, like I, I, I and i'm sure every entrepreneur other than those who run like you know amazon redmart or gaming companies probably felt that when covid hit and and you had to figure out a lot of things it was very tiring and stressful in many many ways i realized actually like uh sometimes when i really had to like uh you know push a little bit harder than i would have wanted to uh i went for a run or just did like exercise for like half an hour, max mm. hour, uh, but usually at around half an hour. And you know, there's the endorphin hit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that actually like uh, gives you a bit of like extended extension of energy. So uh, if you, if, if this, like the rougher the times, the more I would recommend uh, trying like a bit of exercise because exercise is also the first thing that you drop when mm. things get like really tough. So uh one of those things I, I was very happy that I actually started using this as a tool to find like, uh, you know, like uh, more like uh, this sort of, what do you say? Just like power. Yeah, power to the absolutely. Day. Absolutely. And and it is something that, that I use as well uh, for my mood and uh, efficiency management is exercise. If, if my energy drops throughout the day or something, I might just go out for a 10 minute walk or something that even that, little will, will have an impact uh, when you go outdoors to grab some fresh air or sun or whatnot it definitely definitely helps now it, it is interesting i want to um, roll back time a year or two uh, when you were starting out your business is the amount of work you were doing at that time which was quite insane uh, with all the stresses of setting up the new business and getting it going um you worked like all the time all the time literally um how did you manage um to hold on to your healthy habits and and you, you know during that time did you use specifically running or, or some other other forms of um exercise and how did did the stressors affect your sleep and eating habits uh yeah so a uh, couple of things uh running yes for sure and i think to me Sports to me, because I'm not like a, like a, a, a person that anyone would consider like, oh, that's a, like a very sporty person. I don't think I've got the sporty person aura, even though I do exercise a fair bit and I'm, I'm, I've always done. But uh, uh, to me, it's always about like uh, uh, minimizing your excuses. So whatever is convenient, uh, I'm, I'm a very convenience driven person in general. 
So that's why running was always good because all it takes is uh, you just pull on your shoes and, you know, uh, go for a run. So that's very easy. To me, it's also very important to have your gym or your yoga, like either like uh, next to your home or next to the office. And if it's next to the office, just make always sure that you, you have your gym gear at the office, even if you don't have any plans to go to the gym. So just like uh, you just have like uh, this extra set because if you suddenly, uh, if there's suddenly like a window of opportunity that opens, at least you don't have the excuse like, yeah, I didn't bring my shoes, you know? So, so I think routine, routine is very important. Like, uh, uh, and, and especially when it was like really busy times. And as I said, like, uh, I think uh, uh, a lot of the business came, of course, from the fact that I didn't know like how to set up a business. I guess nobody knows when they, start setting it up for the first yeah, time yeah. it's uh, it's the famous steep learning curve and there's Absolutely. like uh, you know curveballs and learnings are coming from left and right and even as someone who had been in the business for like uh, like probably like 12 15 years at the time when i when i started probably 15 years thought that i know the business like the back of my hand mm. uh, uh, the reality is like when you're really setting it up yeah, you actually don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a, <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a very great experience. But yeah, to your question, like, uh, uh, really affect eating habits and that sort of things. Yeah, like especially when COVID hit, like because uh, that was kind of like a combo, double whammy, being mm. in a steep learning curve, and then you get like this sort of like game B, you know, <laughs> yeah. as Donkey Kong just starts throwing barrels like at like at double the speed. So. So I think uh, uh, then I did like let it go for a moment. Actually, yeah, I started yeah. like uh, you know, like uh, like uh, you know, having drinks. I didn't like uh, look at like watch my food that much. I kind of gave myself a permission. Uh, I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, at least like uh, you know, it, it helped me cope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I understand. Let yeah. it go for a moment, but then. Uh, uh, I also understood that how important it is in, uh, to get back on track. First, I lost a lot of weight. I think I just ate badly, uh, and and then uh, when like uh, you know things, I, 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 I the pendulum swung the other way. Then I started gaining weight. So I, I did like a bit of a yo-yo movement over a you know a period of six mm. to nine months. But then, uh, yeah. So it did affect stress. Does it affect my sleep? Uh, I'm sure it does. There were days like uh, I, ne I never woke up like, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, like <gasps> sweating. Yeah. But uh, when, when there's a lot of stress, I just wake up very early. So maybe 6 a.m. and I can't sleep. And it just brings it back to the point how important it is to go to bed early. Absolutely. Absolutely. So was there any moment um, during those times when you sort of realized that you need to uh, pick up your healthy habits again? Uh, yeah, I think that was kind of obvious, uh, obvious all the time. And I think I had been fortunate enough to have like the benefits of healthy habits before. So I knew I knew what I'm going to get when I get back to it. Yes. So, uh, so that's good. And I, I like... Uh, I like to make like, uh, you know, Singapore, uh, a lot of food is hawker center food, mm. you know, like it's easy to go and buy, buy back all that. But uh, I always, I've always enjoyed eating vegetables a lot for some reason, even as a child, like oh, I really? have like only, only like good vegetable memories. 
That's Maybe good. it's like because my grandparents had like a garden and I had a little plot of land where I got to like grow my own carrots and mm. all that. So so to me, actually, like uh, eating vegetables is, is a joy and it's always been. And uh, uh, yeah, so I just like uh, like uh, one very easy thing that I started doing is like, okay, just making salads for like, you know, like uh, uh, ready so that every Monday I would make a salad and I could like uh, just eat that salad and fish like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, lunch. And uh, yeah, it's like one of those easy routines I can get in place very easily. Like I, I guess anyone can, but like, uh, and then you still can have your hawker, hawker food in the evenings and, you know, like, so like uh, occasional, uh, you know, beers and drinks with friends, which I guess in my case is fairly frequent. So, so, uh, so that's, that's good. It does sound like, like you have, quite a balanced um, approach to um, that sort of healthy habits, which is a good thing as well, um, because then it, it, it sort of leaves um, a, quite a lot of space to your mental, uh, to your mental um, space for your work and business as well. And the healthy habits sort of run on their own at, at the background to support everything you do, your business, your creativity, your happiness in life as well. Right. Yeah. No, I would say absolutely. Like, uh, and I think you just said it like uh, summarized it nicely. Like uh, it's almost like I have a couple of like only a handful of like uh, routines mm. that are quite easy to maintain. Sleep is one. Uh, uh, like uh, going to bed early. Then another one is just like eating, like uh, making these salads like every Monday. Yeah. So it's uh, like a routine. I, I, I don't even make salads any other day of the week. So uh, so that's that's one. And then like uh, just uh, having like minimum excuses for like. Uh, avoiding sports so so just like uh, focusing on those sort of exercises are very accessible to me and i think that really like uh, even at like difficult times like uh, those are like three things that i wouldn't like skip uh, and i would say also like uh, uh, like drinking water i don't know is it like stupid that i like keep repeating it but because uh, uh, i realize I, I probably drink more water than most people and i think it's uh, just like a wonderful a good thing, thing yeah. to do i guess it's Absolutely. yeah so yeah, so it's, it's those those are the sort of like a little things. Of course, I have like bad habits as well. Like uh, like uh, one of them is my love for like you know beers and 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 like uh, alcohol and mm. and all that. So so I can't say that I live like a particularly wholesome life. So um, but, but balance but, uh, another thing the balance in everything is important. Um, we're not sort of yeah. trying to live like monks at at least at this time. Yeah, um, but I do think, like, to me, like, uh, it really all supports, as you said, like, uh, the sort of mental bandwidth. Mm. To me, like, physical fitness and kind of, like, uh, uh, the, the way I look is uh, is important. But And I, I would love to, of course, like, uh, actually look, like, genuinely fit. But that, to me, and I think that's something that came, uh, has, has come with age. It's really, like, uh, you understand the importance of it, like, uh, for your mental well-being. Because, you know, the older you get, uh, you just realize that there are so many things around you that can really challenge your mental well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, so that's, uh, I, I, I don't know, like I, I, I felt like the amount of stress in life has increased like uh, since, uh, since I was 20. There were different stresses at least. Different, different yeah. stressors come into, into our lives. Some people might get families or, or difficult or challenging jobs, businesses, you know, illnesses maybe whatever whichever are the other uh, stressors in life but yeah I, I do agree so that that leads to uh, to the next interesting question which is like 
in addition to the sort of ones you already mentioned, but how do you manage and control stress in your life? Because how I see this is that you are a person who has a lot of stressors in life. Obviously, your uh, creative writing projects, uh, film projects, your business, your clients, customers, and, and all that. So how, do, do you have any other like stress management methods in your life, such as mindfulness or meditation or... Uh... Well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm quite good at drawing lines. Mm. Like if I say like, okay, but, you know, I'm not going to work past say like uh, seven or mm. something like that, then I I won't. So uh, so I think I, I'm, I'm quite good at being selfish with, uh, you know, like uh, making space for like uh, non-work related things as well. And it becomes like extremely important when you have like a lot going on. And another thing, I'm a, I'm a big list maker. So one thing I start with my day every morning, I actually like uh, update my to-do list and then it becomes almost just like a thing that I don't need to think what, what I do next because I have that's like a, almost like a blueprint for your day yeah. is there. So, so that's an important one. Another thing is like uh, mindfulness I actually don't do, uh, but uh, if I need to empty my mind, I go for a run. Or exercise. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's like, uh, that's for sure. And then uh, uh, another thing, because the first night is the time when like, you know, like your mind can start going like a little bit too fast. So so it's super important not to work like uh, uh, before going to bed. It happens to me every single time. If I make the mistake of thinking, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just going to like uh, finish a deck, you know, like <laughs> yeah. at 10 p.m. Yeah. I, I, it's hundred percent. I'm gonna have a bad sleep. Mm. So, so, so it's just better to keep it off limits. Uh, of course, I do like do like doom scrolling all that before going to bed. I, I'm not avoiding screens and stuff like that. But uh, so just like these work related things. And then in the night. So I think that that might have something to do with mindfulness. Because if these things start like popping to my mind, I, I just uh, I make mentally myself like limits to things that i can think about mm. so uh so so i i decide if it's a work-related thing i always tell myself i can't do anything about this right now i'm actually sleeping <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah. and i can do things about this tomorrow mm. and if it really starts bothering me i just write it down and usually it just goes away yeah. or if i because uh, i mean i guess it happens to everybody but uh, i do sometimes like uh have this sort of, you know, can't sleep in the middle of the night. So then I just don't force myself to stay in bed. I just go like, okay, I'll just stay up for an hour in the middle of the night. Maybe uh, if it's really bad, I go for a walk and then, you know, eat something. I try to avoid night eating actually because it's very easy to get into that habit. But, uh, uh, but you know, sometimes it does happen that then you just start getting too hungry in the night. So you just eat and, you know, but I think the main thing is, when that happens in the middle of the night, mm. uh, at least to me, I don't force myself to stay in bed. I just do whatever. And I know that this is going to probably like uh, cut like good one, two hours of my night, unfortunately. But uh, at least I'm, I'm not like uh, having uncomfortable time around it. So, yeah, that, uh, that, that sounds it sounds excellent. It, it, it sounds to me like like you've. Even though you you said you you don't do meditation, but how you approach your life and stressors is from a very mindful perspective, like an interception uh, perspective, uh, basically, which is that you focus on 
the stuff that you can control, uh, if you can't do anything about the thing right now, then you sort of move it aside and, and continue working on it uh, the next day, which is extremely important from a mental health perspective as well, is to protect your mind from stuff which are not under your control or something which you can continue uh, working on, for example, tomorrow. And because we, we get into this bombardment of information and tasks and, and stressors from everywhere, from the online, from social media, from our calendar, uh, from our business problems and so, so forth as well. And if, if we do allow yeah. ourselves, if we do allow ourselves to start ruminating and thinking about these things, then we end up not protecting uh, the healthy habits, which actually support your work and efficiency in, in resolving these, these issues being sleep, number one, of course, and then obviously your exercise and eating habits as well. Yeah, no, it's interesting that you call them habits all the time because I do think that they are like a bit of bit of habits that have like a, become like a part of uh, part of who we are, you know. Yeah, so, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, but I gotta say, the last time I had this, like, uh, like actually quite big time, this uh, uh, moment of like uh, being quite stressed out about something actually had nothing to do with work or my creative projects, but you know, like uh, when. Uh, this whole Ukraine thing started yeah. brewing. And like, uh, this is just like, you know, the days leading to like uh, the, the invasion. So it hadn't happened yet. So I was doom scrolling like crazy, just like reading Twitter, like uh, all, all the sort of uh, just uh, uh, refreshing new sites and seeing like what's happening. And uh, like, uh, I realized it's, it took a lot of my mental like uh, uh, bandwidth. And then when it actually happened, I was like, oh no, like uh, shit's going down. So the first thing I did, and I, I, I still keep wondering, like, wow, I actually had that. I never thought I would have that kind of a, a reaction. I just closed my laptop. I closed my computer and thought that, yeah, there's probably like this. There's a lot of people who have uh, built their entire careers and lives preparing themselves to kind of be there, you know, solving problems like this. Mm. This is not my problem to solve. Uh, uh, and I, I can't do anything about it. And I just closed the computer and I can't remember what I did, but it was kind of like one of those where you just realize, like, okay, this is not doing any good. Of course, now I'm reading the news again, but like, uh, it was an interesting, interesting reaction to understand that uh, it's, Absolutely. it's for I, someone I, else to solve. Yeah. And I think it's, it's quite essential, even though obviously, you know, we can, we could help um, the Ukrainian people by donating money or, um, sending aid or whatever, um, but like watching the news in Twitter or online uh, during the pandemic, it was the same issue. And now, now during the sort of war situation, when you when you start going down that rabbit hole, it can severely have an impact to your mental health um, because everything's negative and talks of uh, nu nuclear weapons and death and crises and, and all that. So it is important um, to protect our minds from this as well. Um, you decide yeah. if there's anything you can do for those people. If there is, then do it. If, if there isn't, then, you know, you need to be mindful towards yourself and protect your own mind by basically closing the laptop as per what you said, or reducing the, the mindless scrolling um, um, on Twitter or Instagram or what, whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and you're right. Like, uh, like uh, the, the ways to help, help people is of course like uh, number one there, like uh, at least like if you can help, 
like please yeah. do like i think that's a that's an important one like uh, and it is different to you know just not caring and not reading but like yeah. uh, i think it's just like what you expose yourself to and like uh, interestingly enough like uh, uh, i guess the, the one thing i can contribute to this conversation like about like uh, you know like coping with stress it's actually like uh, a lot of people ask me the same question that you brought up at first as well that okay that i work a lot uh, and i do a lot of like work around my creative writing as well and i think that probably gives like a uh, an additional layer for for a lot of people to think that i work a lot but actually like uh, i realized that, that that is the sort of a uh, part that makes me very happy and helps me kind of like uh, it's a form of escapism like i don't do it because of it but like uh, uh, i i see it as a side product of mm. like uh, uh, the, the process of writing i i do write and i do make films uh because uh to me like uh, the main driver is of course to have the end product out uh, the end thing like uh and and put it in front of the people and see like uh, uh what it can bring bring to them but uh when i write uh i, I realized and again like in this uh framework of like you know the the world being quite stressful over the past few years i realized whenever i start writing and i get really sucked into the the story that i'm i'm creating or the world that i'm building you actually forget about a lot of the the things that mm. will welcome you yeah. back to the reality after a few hours but at least it kind of like uh gives it gives me a lot of hope as well like uh, that there is actually there is something else like there are like these sort of uh, things that uh, uh, uh it, yeah it's i think it's just like an interesting like uh, escapism me- mechanism that uh, gives you hope this like writing and i would say like some people say that they drown their sorrows in work but i think like that can happen as well but uh, to me like the excitement of building things also be it like building a business or or building a screenplay it does kind of like it's almost like going to a like a, you know like downstairs workshop and just you know mm-hmm. Like building like a nest for a bird, you know, and not thinking anything else. <laughs> so, Absolutely, uh, like yeah. especially because these are uh, these are your passion areas as well. So I, I would I would make a guess that that it is relatively easy for you, especially in the creative process, to get into a flow state where you completely forget what time it is and and everything which is going around you. Would you say that's true? Yeah, it's, it's very true. It's very true, and I think what you're saying about passions is very important that you have like uh, passions in life, because uh, 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 quite often I've, I've met people who would have passions, but they have somehow like just like uh, given up on them, and mm. and but like uh, then again, like uh, following your your this cliche like oh just follow your dreams. Uh, I think that it's there's some truth in that. You know when you're doing something that you're very passionate about that brings you a lot of happiness i can also assure that it will bring you a lot of stress like, uh, <laughs> like of course uh, yeah yeah a company or making a movie i got to say it actually sucks <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, not fun yeah. i always say this like uh, like making comedy is not fun <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so it's actually a very tedious stressful process but then again like uh, there are moments of that uh, in in the individual windows like uh, do bring you a lot of happiness and then the feeling of accomplishment once you once you get somewhere i think like uh, like it's it's just important to do like things that you actually find 
rewarding. And I, I assume, Nico, as well, like for you, your like professional journey has had that sort of moments as well. So I'm sure well, you can kind of relate. And I'm sure like a lot of the people who who would be listening. Oh, yeah, ab- like, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I do. Um, I find my flow states, especially with uh, financial modeling and financial analysis, um, uh, which is kind of might sound quite weird, but uh, there's some kind of happiness moment in, in you know, uh, me diving into my Excel models or, or what, whatever, doing a balance sheet analysis or, or valuations or whatever it might be. But it's it definitely like I can find like it's not easy, of course, it, it's hard. But it, when you get into that state of flow, it's a, that specific moment is actually stress relieving uh, almost, even though, of course, you have to go through hardships and you have to put yourself under immense stress to be able to build the things you want in life and, and get the progress, which will then create the happiness um, in your life as well. But it, like it is um, important, I, I think very important and very good um, way to de-stress as well is to be able to do something where you find these um, states of flow, um, which is basically something that you really enjoy doing and it, it completely consumes you for an hour or two hours or whatever, three hours or more. Um, yeah, and that's actually interesting what you just mentioned, like uh, about happiness and that sort of things. That actually like uh, the, the best moments of happiness actually like uh, are preceded by immense stress. Because if I'm now thinking of the, the say like uh, uh, five uh, accomplishments or things that really mm. make me happy and like uh, proud and kind of like uh, made me, you know, the person I am today. And like what I keep always referring back to, even over, from over the past like two, three years, uh, every single one of them, I got to say, like uh, <laughs> came through a lot of hardship. Of so, course, yeah. I guess that's like uh, this sort of a, a, a balance that you do need to strike. You need do need to understand that to find happiness through that sort of a method. I'm sure mm-hmm. you know, other people can find through ha- happiness through like mindfulness and that sort of things. But for someone like uh, myself, I find happiness in this sort of like uh, accomplished things. And you just know that, uh, and this is probably going to repeat like uh, the, the day I, until the day I die, you know, that uh, uh, I will always go through like a lot of like uh, hardships <laughs> to, to get to what I want next. Yeah. And you just need to know that the, how to manage those periods very well and kind of stay sane uh, while doing that. And I think that's kind of like, it's almost like uh, how to keep healthy habits during the times of, uh, uh, during the crunch time yeah, on absolutely. your en route to happiness. So, so I think that's, that's what it's about. Uh, absolutely. And it, it was a great point that you, that you just made there because um Quite often, especially, I'm sure you've seen this in the advertising marketing industry quite a lot, that, that when there's a stressful period in some agencies or offices um, for people, then the um, ways to escape or soothe or um, you know, give some relief to those types of situations, a lot of people might you know, go to McDonald's for, 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 for a, a bit less healthy meal or or you know drink a bit more beer or some alcohol uh, to get that relief um, and release from that stress stressful situation which then um, doesn't obviously help you in the long term because that will impact your sleep your weight um, and your your mood as well so do you see um, 
this type of uh, escapism in, uh, in, in the industry? Yeah, like uh, that's actually interesting. Like uh, point that is, and I have totally like after like a rough week, I have totally ordered back delivery, like uh, with the flurries and everything. Yeah. Like that. And I, yeah. I guarantee I will keep doing that every once in a while as well. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, like uh, especially when it comes to like uh, uh, alcohol com- consumption, mm. and as I said, like uh, I, I do like my drink, but like uh, uh, the creative industry in particular, like uh, this is a bit of a like an old school way of seeing it but mm. i'm sure like uh, uh you are still like uh in, in the generation that has this sort of like uh, idea that a lot of creativity used to come like uh, uh, associated with uh you know like uh going for long lunches and uh, you know like okay. boozy lunches and you yeah, know yeah. like advertising used to be a very boozy industry and uh and the same thing like uh, uh musicians as well as you know mm. like there was like uh, still our generation of musicians they 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 glorified like you know drinking partying that sort of things like uh, uh, but now like uh, one thing I realized actually despite me liking liking my drink alcohol does not do any good for your creativity like uh, a lot, some people say yeah you know let's have some drinks and come up with ideas does not work this is something I learned very early on if you want to come up with ideas and like uh, uh, you, you better be sober <laughs> like yeah, uh, yeah. like great ideas like only come like when you're when you're sober, this like even music. I used to like uh, produce music before. Like uh, uh, I, I never, and I, but then I thought that yeah, you know, let's go to the studio, have some drinks, and make music. Does not work, at least mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So actually, like creativity is a very sober space. And uh, and another thing is like uh, uh, I realized that especially in this sort of uh, creative industries, uh, the cyclical like uh, or the cycle of how it works is actually quite intense. The tempo. It's almost like you're like a, more like a like a top athlete rather than some like a bohemian like mm-hmm. uh, uh, type, and it, it, there's often like this sort of like uh, again this glorification of the bohemian type. Like they don't actually do very well in the creative mm-hmm. industries in the end, with some like exceptions here and there. But like uh, to me, the ones who who have the most discipline uh, with their creativity actually do the best. So, so that's like a, like an interesting interesting observation I've made over the past two two decades, and also like on a personal level, I've realized that because uh, uh, my peak time of uh, writing is in the morning, I need to have like a good night's sleep. So if I drink, I can't sleep very well. It affects mm-hmm. my sleep. Maybe it's because of my age or, or whatever. Like, but that. Uh, uh, it, like alcohol actually like uh, just to me means that the uh, uh, writing is going to be worse. So, so actually like uh, if, uh, if I, w- I wanted to be like super Puritan about it, I would totally recommend like, uh, like a no alcohol lifestyle for like, <laughs> like uh, people who want to get like creative things done. Mm. Obviously I'm not going to go there myself, but uh, just like an observation. Yeah. And uh, I, I do, I do, agree with you 100% on that. Um, and it, it does trans, translate into um, almost any industry out there. Like if you really want to be at the top of your game, whether it's in finance or trading or advertising or whichever industry you work in, if you want to be at the top of your game and really be successful in what you do and achieving your uh, very high goals in life, building your business or whatever it might be, I do believe nowadays in the 
in the notion that you should sort of treat yourself like a professional athlete or, you know, manage yourself like a professional athlete in terms of your lifestyle, your, your training, your sleep, your nutrition as well, because all of this will, will have a, such a massive impact into, as per what you just said, your creativity, your efficiency, your um, cognition, your ability to, um, to do problem solving and everything else as well. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's uh, it's exactly like uh, like being a top. It, it actually like, and it's it's almost like a counterintuitive thing. The thing like, so the whole idea of like a creative person, there is this sort of a bohemian like a type. Mm. A lot of people have or artist type that people have in mind. But actually, like I, I'm I'm a, I'm a much bigger believer in the sort of like the the professional athlete sort of an approach, even when when it comes to creativity like yeah. uh of course like uh it doesn't mean that that like oh you have to like uh do all your things like in a rush or like uh schedule everything or just you you do need to schedule but just schedule enough time for yourself then you know like yeah. uh, if, if that's what you need which is which can be the space and all that but i do think it requires like uh uh certain discipline uh to to be like uh, like a, a good creative Absolutely, absolutely. And if like, there was an article about this, someone made us made a study or whatnot about the top CEOs in in um, S and P five hundred or something uh, companies. Can't remember the, the number of companies or CEOs um, investigated, but like all of almost all of them have like professional coaches, um, both on a professional side and on on your pers- personal training side. They've some of them have dietitians and everything else, so they do like almost treat themselves as as um, top athletes, if you may, as well. And I don't think that like I don't I don't think that's a coincidence um, um, at all, basically. Well, okay, Auntie. So yeah, let's, no, let, no, absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, let's switch topics a little bit. Um, I want to ask you this question um, because of your massive experience and, and viewpoint in terms of uh, the world of advertising and marketing um, over the last two decades. Um, in terms of the health and fitness industry, uh, what types of trends have you seen? If you put on your professional uh, goggles, if you may, like what types of trends have you seen come and go? And what, what, what is the future of the health and fitness industry from an advertising and marketing uh, standpoint or from your professional standpoint? Okay, there's, there's two that I can immediately think of. Uh, uh, one is uh, that you're probably very familiar with this data, uh, like, uh, 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 and I think it started from like uh, was it like Nike Fuel Band that sort of thing. So like already like uh, way over a decade ago, uh, uh, but then like uh, it's really like uh, the sort of uh, what you can do with the variables and like uh, uh, metrics, that sort of things. The social aspect of it as well, like uh, uh, like uh, social. Uh, which means you know Stravas and that sort of things, people yeah. sharing uh, their their routes and and all that. And then uh, so that's that's a bit of a no brainer, like uh, mm. where, where all that is going, like even with uh, Oras and and that sort of things. But then another thing that is, is a uh, big one is inclusivity. Uh, uh, really, like uh, uh, sports marketing has gone from uh, purely like. Uh, like focusing on like high performing top athletes 
mm-hmm. to the like kind of like uh, to start talking to like uh, like really like uh, through real human insights. Like for example, that uh, you know like when you pick up a new sport, they're gonna suck. You know, of and course, it's, yeah. it's part of the journey, and you should like uh, celebrate it. You know, mm-hmm. celebrate the suck. You know, and uh, uh, inclusivity in that sort of a sense, like uh, that. Uh, uh, that sports is for everyone. And that also includes like, uh, again, like uh, sports marketing comes from a very kind of like a, through a, a Western and very masculine lens, like uh, historically, yeah. but then like uh, uh, female athletes, uh, 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 like uh, then say like uh, the, the whole range of like uh, uh, sexuality, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, capability, meaning like, uh, you know, like uh, our bodies are very different, you know, some like, uh, uh, are uh, like you know like uh, 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 like the sort of top athletes that we are very used to seeing, and then again mm. like uh, uh, then there's like people who who do super well and have like uh, gone to their journeys like you know without glimpse, you know. Yeah. So so that's like that's one, and then uh, uh, another one. I don't know. Is this now point three or four? But like uh, also like uh, like uh, in- inclusivity of like. Uh, uh, you know, Muslim like uh, uh, attire mm. is uh, is another one. Yeah, absolutely, and it, so it is got, yeah. it, it is very interesting um, um, topics which you raised up, and I think I think like especially uh, through the wearable devices and the app, app applications related to them, um, such as Healthzilla. Um, yeah, that's a really straight marketing <laughs> right there, but um, it it definitely has. Uh, change the way the health and fitness industry and sports marketing um, uh, works as as well. And I, I think there's there's this surge in terms of the information which is available for almost everybody, not just the top athletes anymore through uh, personal or through professional coaches and all that, but through the wearable devices and the re- respective applications and the help of uh, artificial intelligence, such as in uh, in our case in the Healthzilla app, that actually like drives the inclusive inclusivity, which you mentioned through uh, making um, like professional level coaching available for absolutely everybody. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, and this sort of like, uh, almost like, uh, I don't know, we, we, is it wrong to call it like uh, some sort of like a biohacking, but like, uh, like people have gotten like every, like everyday people have gotten quite into it. And I think, you know, like through just like access, it's all about accessibility, you know, accessible yeah. interfaces, accessible devices, the right price point, or, you know, like uh, uh, platforms that actually can kind of cross pollinate data, like uh, in this case, like uh, like uh, Healthzilla. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like uh, there is a kind of like, a, I can't say it's democratization of data, but just like availability of it. And, you know, like uh, uh, all saying you get what you measure. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's something yeah. that it just becomes more tangible, like uh, in sports, sports as well. And I guess like it's, it's yeah, it's all about accessibility. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now that that was a very very thorough uh, response, and, and obviously you know we're really uh, grateful that you joined uh, Healthzilla as an advisor, and really excited to see where this uh, this journey takes us um, um, over the over the near future. Um, obviously now Antti, it's been it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show such a great conversation about you know um, how to manage 
your healthy habits during stressful situations and you know during business building and then how to um how to manage your creativity um and, and all of that so massively important and, and useful information here thank you so much for that yeah yeah thanks for uh, listening to my rambles <laughs> we we have this uh, <laughs> absolutely and we have uh, we have one last question which we ask from all of our uh, podcast guests and it is what are your three top tips for a healthy and fulfilling life uh healthy and fulfilling life okay so I would say like a sleep is like a very top tip and uh, it has nothing to do with, uh, you know, me running a business or, or like, uh, like uh, this uh, creativity like side of things. But as, as we spoke, important thing. That is one. Uh, following your passion, another one. Uh, I think that's like a, like, a, like a very important thing where you actually find a lot of uh, happiness. And then this also like, uh, I guess, uh, Thirdly, is uh, you know just like a willingness to work for for your goals. I think that's a, that's an important one. Uh, while we just spoke, like I guess you actually like uh, like once you start achieving those things that you want to achieve, they're all completely achievable. But uh, nothing ever comes easy. So then it just uh, then it's just a matter of like okay, how how do you balance your life along the way to those goals? So I think that's like. Uh, Work hard, sleep enough, and then uh, uh, yeah. Be passionate. Have have, have a passion that you love. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And these these are so these are such important topics or tips, um, really, because it it go it goes across everything you do in life, uh, not just your work and business, but it goes through, for example, whatever exercise or sports you like to do, what what types of foods you uh, you like to eat as well. So that the, these tips, um, uh, the passion areas and willingness to work hard, actually, like it it goes goes across anything, like really your health, your business success, your relationships, and everything else. So very good tips indeed. Okay, so um, oh, yeah. and where can where can people follow you? Um, do you have any any new movies coming up coming up? Do you have social media handles? Yeah, like uh, first uh, my Instagram is uh, uh, you can find Uncle Auntie and Friends. It's uh, Auntie as in like A U N T I E. Uncle we'll, Auntie. We'll, we'll put friends. these. We'll we'll put these in the show notes, of course, so you can follow. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, there will be new movies coming out. I'm writing a new one right now uh, under the working title Angel Whisperer. So wow. uh, let's see where that. Is goes. there any uh, is, is there any timeline when when we when we could expect that to be released, or is it is it a secret? Uh, I'm, I'm 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 finishing the script this year. Okay. So uh, and it's it's going good. I've been like I've I've been working on this project for a long time already. So uh, yeah, so kind of like it's it's getting to a good place. So uh, yeah, so hopefully that's going to be the the next one. Absolutely. And then of course, like uh, yeah, Super Sun will be uh, grown all the time, so you can follow that journey. The the agency, the creative business at yep. Super Sun. Yeah, and that's it. That's about it. That, that's brilliant, and obviously, do make sure um, you try to get the opportunity to go and go and see Tiongbaro Social Club in theaters near you um uh if it's if it's on a rotation it, it is an absolutely brilliant movie 
um, do check out Superson um, as a business and on these um, uh, Instagram handles as well. There's a, there's a lot of fun content there. There indeed, we'll put all the uh, the links into the show notes as always. And obviously, if you haven't yet done that, do go ahead into Apple um, App Store or uh, Google Play and download the Healthzilla app today for free and start. Uh, tracking and building your healthy habits for a healthy and and uh, fulfilling life forever. Thank you so much, Antti, for, for joining us today. And thank you, dear listener, and have a wonderful week ahead. Peace. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions.